0: Listening to music mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again, guys, uh, for for doing this, and uh, we finally got it together, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah you know it's just a bunch of texas excuses like always you know traffic, crazy, is number one. traffic is crazy and there's just always something but hey it's all right we're there's always something that'll come up but it's about staying focused and you'll get it done that's right and uh i think we all understand that a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely uh but yeah so uh Medrick had you on the show before thank you for returning this is great um and uh dj menace thank you for for coming as well um been really looking forward to this um like we were just talking about your your Badu mix that we were just chatting about man like it, it it's been running the background of like my everyday and then you know seeing you guys on on social media and seeing you guys do the uh the brand new funk setup it's just it's so dynamic and it's so it's just so electric. It's it's like you can't help but get swooped in, into the vibe, you know. And and uh, from the conversations that we've had before, I understand that both y'all are like the biggest hip-hop heads like like it's probably not just the head it's like a hip-hop body like it's just <laughs> it's the whole thing.
1: <laughs> hip-hop asses.
0: <laughs> but uh so yeah I mean it, it makes sense that you guys just meld and mesh and and can collaborate so well and mm-hmm. um yeah so one that's kind of my my first question just to get to know you a little bit better Menace is uh, uh you know where where you come from and and where, Where did this all begin in terms of a musical pursuit?
1: Um, yeah, hip hop. I mean, music starts for me with Eric B and Rakim, Microphone Fiend. Before Mm. that, I liked all kinds of music, but after that, that was it for me. And it literally took me about 25 years to start appreciating other music again. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like I spent the next 20 something years, like denying anything that wasn't <laughs> hard body hip-hop like <laughs> stuff time. that stuff that's great you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. now that i'm like why wasn't i listening to this but it was just i was in a trance ever since microphone fiend took huh. took i took my name from the song i menaced to a microphone elite the mm, weapon uh. so i used to call myself kid j and this t- kid told me you got you got to pick a, a harder name no one's gonna take you seriously yeah <laughs> so i took it from that song <laughs> so when, when was this well, I heard Microphone Fiend, I think that came out 89, so I was probably 12. Okay. Um, uh, but I didn't really start like rapping and stuff and, uh, or letting people know I rapped mm. for like a year or two. And then somebody was like, you know, you need to have a better name than Kid J. That's what I called myself, Kid J. <laughs> <laughs> and then I taught J-Hood, which is hilarious because that's a member or was a member of D-Block.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I just You're went one minute, to... I took it from Microphone Fiend, because mm. that's, that's the song that starts it all for me. Yeah, that's your, your beginning. Yep. <laughs>
0: that's Man. awesome. What a connection. Did uh, When did you start DJing, though?
1: When did that? Uh, I'm Again, you know, we're so old that we were buying rap before we knew what was on the tape. Mm. I needed a DJ. I did not know anyone who DJed, because I rapped. So like I needed someone to make beats or at least have instrumentals, right. do some scratches. And this is a time where there weren't a million DJs and yeah. a million rappers. Right. So like I basically had to learn all aspects of the culture other than breaking, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm good. I, I, you know, I do graph, I do <laughs> MC and yep. I do
2: DJing. I studied every angle of this stuff. Now, mm. The irony is <clears throat> outside of DJing, I've done everything else. I've never wanted to touch the tables because after seeing Mm. it like in person in New York at 11 years old and being on the side of the sidekick at the time, the the DJ had, you know, he had his, you know, his crate runner, Mm. which is now called a roadie or whatever. But yeah, that guy, his job was to get the next vinyl, his job. And I was his friend. So I got to sit behind. And so the only thing I didn't do was that because I saw thought it was extremely hard. You had to be hard and soft at the same time. Mm. And he knows more, way more than what I'm talking about. But everybody that's DJing that really has touched vinyl. yeah, You have to be soft and hard at the same time. And I was like, that I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing that <laughs> so,
0: Yeah you're a master of control In your kit Yeah so <laughs> me, yes. me
2: me on the drums Was j- just enough I was like I'm gonna leave that to the guys They got that I, But everything else graffiti uh, MCing, mm. um, every, every aspect except for DJing mm. So So who are your influences
0: Or who was your um, inspiration When it came to DJ work or beat production Stuff like that
1: Um, just, you know, late eighties, early nineties gods. Um, that's really like the stuff that shapes me the most. I'd say between 88 and like 92 is really the stuff that shapes me the most. Mm. So, you know, it's still the era where rappers had DJs. Thank God. You Mm -hmm. know, like if I had gotten into it, even let's say mid nineties, the DJ was getting eliminated from the group aspect, Mm -hmm. being front and, you know, center stage. Yeah. So, you you know, thank God I grew up 88, 92, because the DJ is just as important. You don't have, you don't have Guru without Premier, and you don't have, have, you don't have uh, Ron and Daryl without Jay. Like, Mm -hmm.
2: so Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. There you go right there. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, for sure. It was so, it was so potent and this is how, and that's what I tell everybody, man. If he tells me every once in a while on um, the show, I, don't, I, I I guess I got it from the hip hop side. I always really acknowledge the DJs before I acknowledge the MC. Mm. It's always been that way. Eric being Rockham, DJs, Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince is a reason why those groups Started their started their names with the DJ first, yeah, and then the person because it was always the DJ is the center and the nucleus of hip hop.
1: In the beginning, the rapper was only there to promote the DJ. To promote the DJ, that's it, mm, <clears throat> right? Like the early the his early job oh, yeah. was yeah. to
2: rap Ugh. about the DJ. Yeah. My DJ so precise, you can't yeah. do nothing, right? That was it. and at
1: the time when when I'm learning this too, it's also. You know, I'm, uh, I spent most of my time in South Florida. So this is heavy, like DJ Magic Mike era. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that, the, D, the DJ culture down there was pretty hard body for the time mm-hmm. because of Magic Mike and like the bass uh, movement, you know, cars with systems and stuff. There was a lot of scratching over like, mm-hmm, you know, just hard <laughs> bass <laughs> instrumentals. I grew up on that stuff too, man. So yeah. the DJ was very important.
0: Hmm. So, given that you guys, because you've worded this before, that you grew up like in the golden era of hip oh, absolutely. hop. Absolutely. What What are some of the paradigm shifts, like in the industry, Whew. that you know you you remember or have like? I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> i
2: Let you go first.
0: In the industry, just yeah, or just overall, or <clears throat> or if you want to start and you see where we go. I
2: mean, I, the
1: biggest paradigm shift is like the mid mid nineties yeah. mid to late nineties where it becomes more, I always tell people before Biggie and Puff, the biggest club song was Dwick mm-hmm. by Gangstar and mm-hmm. nice and smooth. Yep. And after that it was, you need an R and B hook with a familiar sample and a, mm. be something danceable. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest paradigm shift, it's funny, man, I got, I have extreme love for Puff, but I also think he's kind of, um, been very detrimental to hip hop because hip hop is this is is a lot of dick writers and mm-hmm. once he started the whole hater thing like you know player hater like on Biggie's album when yeah. they had the player hater skits and all that it mm-hmm. just became like oh he's getting money you can't hate and I think that's a huge paradigm shift yeah. because it was all about who's got the most skill in the beginning. Yep. Mm. And then he literally made it popular to say, Hey, don't worry if I write rhymes, I write, write checks yeah. and it's like, Oh, that's yeah. the biggest paradigm shift <laughs> wow. to me yeah. is that, is that late nineties shift towards trying to be, you know, multi, multi platinum all the time and wear nice, ice and you know, yeah. that's the biggest shift.
0: Yeah. And that's very interesting to hear. I mean, like from y'all, from your perspective, because I mean, me, like I'm in my late 20s and most of the hip hop, like I grew up also just so you know a little bit more about me, like I I wasn't exposed to hip hip hop until I was about like 13 or 14 because Mm -hmm. my parents are preachers and they were very just selective about what I listened to, obviously, right. mm-hmm. and, and I respected it. I wasn't like super rebellious. And I mean, I would listen that we'd have outlets of other secular music, whatever, but by the time I got into high school, it's like, it's kind of hard to uphold those <laughs> right. type of rules. Right, you know? right, right. And so, um, it's actually the class I took was a media tech class when I first started my journey or venture into, uh, audio and video production and and yeah I mean half the half the class wanted to be rappers and the other half wanted to be like directors and so you had this an interesting mix of people but we were all given a partner we all had to be with one person and like the way the class worked you couldn't like it was very hard to be in there with a friend because you had to interview and get in and it was a small group Hmm. so I was with I was partnered with someone And then our immediate neighbor, they were, they were all hip hop heads Hmm. and, and they just started to lay it on me. And then this was when like Pandora was like popular. And I mean, you know, streaming services were just starting to pop up Okay, and, uh, so I feel like I have a weird perspective just because it's late in the game. But I mean, I I'm, 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 I cherish music so much and the history of it that, of course, as soon as someone exposed it to me, I did the deep dive right back mm-hmm. out of respect, out of honor. Like, hey, you gave me a piece of your soul. I want to see what that means and, and go back. Right? Yes. And so I understand you. And so when they're showing me most deaf and. And and, um, and and common and and I mean I mean all, all sorts of stuff. And then I started to realize too that I grew up with the Tony Hawk games and realizing like the soundtracks. <laughs> oh my God. I know I know Pete Rock. I know I know Soul Brother number one. I know Troy. Like I know like all these things. And mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. And like starting to like, you know, piece it together and and, yeah. and, and but what you're talking about right now, the dynamics of, of that paradigm shift, it's just really interesting because as I started to do that deep dive, I started to notice the lack of what was like culturally popular in my world, like right. in that high school world mm-hmm. where like, you know, it's like, like, you know, like, like a Kanye joint where it's like, it's built off of like a, like what you just said samples and there's more of an R and B flow to it. And, and uh, there's just,
1: it's it they'll take a familiar sample. That's what became yeah, that's, different. Mm. See the, the, like, take a song like um, Stetsasonic talking all that jazz, yeah. which came out and like, uh, eighty nine, yeah, ninety. Yeah. That 80, song probably has 15 samples on it yeah. mm. from different records. Yeah, oh, wow. But they're not instantly familiar. So you're not uh, like, oh, this is my jam as soon as it comes mm. on. No, they were more artistic with it. Yeah. They were layered. You know,
2: mm. you look at the Bomb Squad. I, the Bomb <sighs> Squad is probably the greatest definition of that. that it, and them and uh, the Hieroglyphics crew, they sample 15, 16 different things, but you can't find. It immediately,
1: you know, it's like you put on Puff, you put on Biggie, more Money, more Problems. It's immediately it I'm yeah. coming out, Diana Ross. Right. You got yeah. that vibe
2: immediately. Yeah, None, Osley Brothers. Yeah. The moment right. where you play, you know, um, Big, Big pop Papa, Papa between yeah. the sheets. So, so it's just like that is it was it was one of those. It's double edged swords. It's it, it was great for hip hop, but it was bad for the, the purest. Mm. at the same time because we're sitting there we're watching something happen in foresight we're li- well we literally have to let garbage live now because otherwise we're haters right <laughs>
1: and that's just oh, yeah. so disappointing yeah it really is I remember being in a mixer meeting I, i'm I work in radio it's what I've done for the last 18 years of my life we have mixer meetings right that means all the DJs come in we sit around a table we talk about what's new what's hot what should we what else should we be playing hmm. And somebody came in there with D4L Laffy Taffy. You know what that song is? Oh, yeah. And like, <laughs> I remember being stunned, like, literally stunned. And they were like, no, this is the hottest shit. Everyone's asking for it. Mm. The people can't rap. The beat literally goes dump, 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 dump. Dum, That's it. Dum, That's dum, the whole dum, beat. Dump,
2: dump, dum, dum, That's it. Dum. <laughs> Bro,
1: we about fell out of our chairs. And now, like that's common, that's common as, it's common. as
2: everything, mm. it's all. It's so weird. Yeah, man. See, but the, the back, back in like what he was talking about, what we consider like the golden era of when everything is getting started, yeah. we cut the fat immediately. The moment it was whack, it was universally whack. Mm. <laughs> and everybody knew. Huh. And it was like, and either that person came correct the next album or the next soundtrack or whatever yeah. the case may be or they just did something else. And I don't want to like sound like some old man like complaining about the young people because
1: there's a lot of dope really, young MCs, yeah, it really is. but yeah. it's just what it is is an attitude thing. Yeah, It's more about like, you know, let's get this bag. And mm. where we were like trying to just blow each other's minds yeah. with right. lyrics all about and beats. And we were just literally trying. If I impress my friends, then mm. I was happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I mean that's just more com- and it's more communal I and mean, it feels like you're actually working towards something, right? 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 right. Yeah. Than just let me get my piece and get out because I don't think many people get very far, honestly. If you're if that's your whole rule book, yeah, is looking out for number one.
2: I mean, people can catch on to that. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, you know, you, a lot of people are just getting their money and running, and it's just um, it's very like I said, being that we're like purists with an open mind. Because, like you said, we know talent when we see it. So if a three-year-old come out and they can rap you know, produce their butt off, then that's just that. Mm. But we're not going to say that it's good because it's a three-year-old. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. No, totally, totally. So totally. if the three-year-old is not doing something good, our job— as the people that came up before them yeah. is to show them direction, yeah. and they don't like to take direction, yeah. and and most of them, you got some purists. Um, one of my favorite artists is Kid Ock out mm. right now. There's um, uh, Rocky Maljabar. All these guys are they're they are literally the lineage of us. And it's our jobs to, weave, we chop down the trees so they can see a path. Mm. Now that they see a wider path, we just gotta keep them going in a certain direction. Yeah. And they're great, they're, they're great because of it and they appreciate us because of it. Mm. So that's my job lately is to be the mentor for anybody that's trying to dive into the culture in any aspect, mm. so.
0: But that, that's what you need. Because I mean, anyone that's in a position that's uh, considered professional, at some point you had someone in your in your novice years give you you know eyes, give you totally you know, mm-hmm. a, a real vision about what you should be doing with your time. With it's like, if you want this to work out, then you should respect yourself in this way, right. you know, instead of instead of just going off the ego or what you assume everybody in this industry is going to treat you like or whatever. And you, you know, most of the time, when you get to the upper Parts of the industry, you'll start realizing that people are much more communal and they'll mm-hmm. and, and, and if you uh, reach out to them with an issue like a, a common issue that most of the time it's like it's just it's just information exchange. It's not a famine mentality of like I'm not going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you'll see that, that that like I said before, ideally that doesn't get you as far. I mean, at least it, like now I see it is that when you respect people and they respect you back most of the time, it'll get you a little bit further. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But what about um I just, this is a, a common topic. So I you talk about paradigm shifts and all that stuff. What about, um, how annoying is mumble rapping to you guys?
1: It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, my whole problem with it is, is that it gets classified as hip hop. Uh, yeah. And to me, if it doesn't have any of the elements, then it's not hip hop. And I'm not even trying to be a jerk, call it something else. Like I'm, I have yeah. no problem with them calling things trap. Because mm. if the person is singing through an auto tune and they're using like techno sounds, there's not a sample involved, there's definitely no DJ scratching, they're really mm. not rapping, mm-hmm. why is that hip hop? That bothers me more than anything else. Yeah. That
2: should be its own category. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad they, they now have a, it's like a sub genre of trap because it's moving in that direction like he's talking about. It's not, it's, it's a derivative of obviously. It's not the same thing, man. It's not yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Now when you call
1: it that, that's when I get upset that's at that garbage. We, no, we
2: both get upset. Mm. That's <laughs> when we both start calling stuff Uh-oh. garbage then, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> He was, he start leaning back. I start leaning forward, and I start talking, and then it becomes a situation. I lean back. He start, and then now all of a sudden we the old guys is talking shit. Yeah, yeah. Because so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love a lot of young rappers, though. There's some really dope young MC. Yeah, it really is. Hell, just in Dallas alone, um, we we have a melting pot of some of the some of the coldest people that people other people need to know. And once again, one of my one of my things is to help. So. I produce as well. He produces as well. But what I want to do is I've literally started just going, hey, look, reaching out to the people I really like in Dallas and going, whatever you need from me, whatever you're trying to do hip hop wise, you know, just let me be involved to let you know that I'm not that that old guy. Oh, I'm stuck in I'm stuck in the 80s and the 90s. No, I'm up for the betterment of the culture of hip hop. So everything I can do is going to be is going to be about it. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons why we get along so much because we we grew up in the same manner in different directions, but we grew up in the same manner. The same way he felt about microphone fiend Mm. is the same way I felt about I ain't no joke. Mm. I literally put everything down. Everything had to go, and I bought that album. I bought DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper album. Hmm. I bought um, uh, BDP's um, um, "By All Means Necessary," okay. and from that point on, I was done. It was done for me. Hmm. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm on, on top of that. I'm in the elements of hip hop, not knowing what because it didn't have a name. While I'm while I'm, I'm hmm. going to the get down parties, right. I'm learning who people are and learning what the boroughs do and why Zulu Nation is over here and why why it's only why this only happens when Grandmaster Flash is over here. So I get to jump and in go into them parties. Hmm. So I'm up in the elements while it's happening, not knowing what it's called yet. Yeah. Wow. And it's it's just magical. So I people just I, I tell people to go in them deep dives. Now they have documentaries and stuff like that. Hip hop is only forty eight. 49, maybe? forty It'll be 49 in August. 49 in August. We we know the birthday of hip hop. That's how deep we are with this (laughs) shit. So so, um, it's the number one music in the world. It makes the most money in the shortest amount of time. Mm. And it influences everything, everything and everybody, whether they want to or not. Country music is now doing it. Oh, yeah. Versions of it. So it's definitely um, it's one of those things that we always we hone to. We try our best to keep there. There's there's a treasure in knowing the history behind it. Right. So part of Brand New Funk, the reason why it works so well is not only just the chemistry between a DJ and a drummer, but we know all, everything about the song. We know the backgrounds. uh, We know the little trinket, little where the bell came from in the DJ Premier song. We know everything about these songs where everybody else just thinks it's a song. Right. You know, so, and then we're also, and I love how the love, absolutely love how DJ Menace literally educates people without telling them they're being educated. Play the sample. Then I'm gonna play you how The reason why it's so golden in this. You didn't even mm. that you didn't even know. Mm. And so, and then me bringing the live element to it kind of pulls people in. So now there's people that used to never listen to the lyrics of these songs because we, we do it. They now know the lyrics and they're now thinking like, wow, this is way better than the stuff I had before. <laughs> and then I, I get people to come while he's gone, I get people to come, hey, well, y'all played a song and it was about seven o'clock when y'all played it. What was the name of that song? and I get it all the time. And they, they're literally Googling, putting a playlist. We, I just had somebody, I forgot to tell him, I had somebody make a playlist called the Brand New Funk playlist. Oh, nice. <laughs> literally, uh, with all the stuff we play, he said, I try to shazam everything, everything y'all do. Hey, so, man, that's dope. So.
1: <laughs> well,
0: y'all are good curators
1: of the hip hop sound, man. We, reali- we realized like on our first or second gig too that like specific songs we both grew up on mm-hmm. mean a ton to us. Right. And that's probably where the connection really like got tight at. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, you love that song mm-hmm. as much as I do. And not like, <laughs> not songs that everyone loves. No,
0: Yeah. Well, it's like, Oh, you like the Beatles? You had this, you like Al- this album, you right? random
1: album cut <sighs> yeah. as much as I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're a band.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was so like, was just, one of those moments did we just did we just start <laughs> nah, 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 nah,
2: we did we did and that the, that, the, that common begin- that beginning was so organic because for three years I had been wanting to find a way into DJ Menace's way mm. because I saw I saw something and I was like, oh boy, if I can just play with him one time, he'll <laughs> understand that I love hip-hop just like him. And he hasn't talked to me, but I just the way his the way he plays stuff, I know he has a whole different appreciation for hip hop. Mm. So it was just random. One Saturday I just happened to direct message him or something. No, he left a comment. I left a comment. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, one of these days you're gonna play. He was like, well, shit, come on out. I'm like when? <laughs> he was like, now. <laughs> <laughs> so I got out there and Started playing, and every song, he was like, oh, yeah, but what about this one? Oh, yeah, bet you don't know what this is. And so it it became one of those things, and by the end of the show, he was like, bro, what you doing next Saturday? Yeah, I mean, the
1: the tip jar goes from 150 to 350. (laughs) What are you doing
2: next Saturday? You want to come back? (laughs) Regardless, come on. And then it was just, and then, like, it was just, like, every... Every show we just realize even more and more how deep we both are in hip hop yeah. and how much appreciation and love I have I, we both have for it. I have so much appreciation for it that on the drums I'm trying to play the words. He has so much appreciation for it that he's trying to go to the next song think, thinking faster than the next song happens and he's just go, it's, it's just so great. I just I've never had a connection um with the with somebody that I felt was like my brother immediately, mm. like this so fast, yeah. And it's all through just hip hop music. And it's the power of hip hop music. We made a whole block party happen mm. in the beginning. We've had nice. we've had a whole block to the point where people, famous people, every week would show up mm. every week, and it's starting to happen again now that we're on our, our new spots. And it's just happening all over again. So. That's we're happy mean. we're happy that people are starting to see it and people can't touch it, it but they just go it's something about y'all man What makes
1: a, I'll tell you what it is what makes brand new funk work and why people are just like drawn to us is the passion bro mm-hmm. it's the 100% the passion behind it the like you already can tell by the music that I choose right that I very much care about the music right mm-hmm. and then you add the passion that you have for with the drums on top of it, like you said, you match the words. You literally know every breakdown, when to stop, when Mm -hmm. to jump back in. It just makes it, it takes this thing and makes it live. And here's a record you've heard a million times, right? Mm -hmm. But now it's got this live drum in front of it. And the DJ is playing another record you love and another record you love and another record you love. Mm -hmm. And it, it just, we, it, we suck people's passion out of them. And it just becomes this beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, you guys also treat every song like it's a book. So you have so much, I don't know, you have so much invested in it. Like you, you, you read it, you understand it. Oh and, man. And I mean, it's like, it's like a religion. It's like you, you understand the chapters of it and you're ready to practice, execute and explain it in a different way over and over and over again. Cause that's, 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 that's just, that that's, that's life. It's like that That Mm -hmm. feels like you're living when I can explain it, break it down and and, and rework it one more time. And oh, let's do it live and do it this way instead. It's just, it
1: makes it feel alive, you know? I love like just blowing people's minds. They've been listening to a song for 20 years and they didn't realize where that sample came from. Mm -hmm. And then they hear it and they go, what? (laughs) And then the song (laughs) drops and meds on top of it with the drums. And yeah, it's just infectious. Yeah. yeah it's
0: excellent so what was your first um i guess what was your first
1: setup when it came to making beats oh making beats um no i mean i I started making beats much later okay you know uh, or i guess djing djing yeah was what my mother could afford bro god bless her she Hmm. she gave me the turntable off the top of the stereo in the living room because this is when you had like components so she let me have the one on top of that then she took me to a pawn shop and bought me another turntable. And this, this don't have no pitch control or That's nothing. Right. This ain't no 1200. Mm. And then she took me to Radio Shack and got me the Realistic Mixer. That Realistic
2: Mixer is just legendary. Yeah. Mm. But, but y'all you know, that don't know Radio Shack is what Best Buy is right now to the world. But it was a smaller it store. It was sm- on a smaller scale. But can yeah. you imagine that we didn't have a place outside of Crazy Eddie in New York and Radio Shack. There was the two places you went and got all your electric stuff, mm. and so the moment he said that, I got chills. you. You, you never
0: know heard Radio Shack? Oh no! I hey, I, I used to buy stuff. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I, How about you, I, not I that last, young. I'm probably the last generation that got
1: <laughs> they the. They used to have generation. this mixer, this, and it was called Realistic. That was yeah. their brand, mm. and uh, it's legendary. I know a hundred DJs who started on that mixer, yeah. and got you know, seriously, like at this time. My mother. We're living in South Florida. My mom's driving a five hundred dollar station wagon with no AC and the windows don't go down. Mm. And this is South Florida. It's Ooh. blazing hot. Balls stuck to your leg every day. <laughs> temperatures. And she still went out and bought me this shit, man. Yeah. And mm. told me, "Hey, the garage is yours." That's what's up. Wow. <laughs> Say word, man.
0: But I mean, I, I owe her everything. Yeah. I mean, that's what an investment, and for you to see it in turn. Yeah. And to push yourself. Yeah. And ads. then
1: she get to see me being radio for 18 years now. So. Wow. Yeah, ma'am. And uh, a moms. Yeah, moms, man. <laughs> <laughs> Always
0: in your corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So when you guys first started uh, working together, what were some of your... Like what? What were some of
2: the the songs that you had to have in your set list? Oh well, first the first absolute one that was mandatory was the one we named ourselves after. Oh yeah, well, that's I when imagine. we realized we clicked though, like so much. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's no not
1: the biggest record,
0: nah, right? Because you you had told me this is like it. It's 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 not. just
1: basically an album cut. I mean, they did they did have a, they did make a video they for made it, a video but for this it. is mm-hmm. we're talking about guys who made some of the biggest rap songs ever. This was just an album cut, yeah. But like, he started playing the drums to this verse where uh, Will Smith just starts. Will Smith, the <laughs> Fresh Prince, just starts going. You should have seen the people shaking and moving and dancing and spinning and beating and da And he's going. And I looked at him like, "Oh, we're brothers.
2: <laughs>
1: we're brothers. It, that's not. It's not. You know. That's a." That that just means like at a certain age, we were like at the same mind state, and we've been there ever since. Yeah. Hmm. Like if if when I meet people that know certain things like that, I automatically go, oh, I know, I fuck with this person. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you're
0: you feel like oh, you see me without seeing me, you know me without the unknown. Right.
2: And when, yeah. when it happens, that person is automatically pulled in my circle. Mm. Automatically.
1: <laughs> um, I like to watch him play. Uh, there's several records I like to play just to watch him play. I, Jay-Z and Kanye Otis. Uh, yeah. Um, Jay-Z, you don't know. Mm. Um, Freeway, what we do. Boy, oh, I, yeah. I,
2: I get up <laughs> out
1: my damn seat when that damn <laughs> goodness.
2: Goodness.
1: <laughs> um, there's a lot, man. There's a lot because we play... We, we, we give people marathons, so yeah. we play a lot of shit.
2: Yeah, and y'all sets are typically like, a like four hours. hours. Continuous. Yeah, Continuous. It's, a, it's a party. We're going to yeah. go. Nice. And, like, you know, I do my best to stay, keep the same energy the whole time. I've conditioned <laughs> myself. Hip hop, believe it or not, has conditioned me that way because I had to play hip hop. Um, video music box and MTV and set up my little rinky-dink type pillows and stuff as a drum set mm. at home before my mom got home. So right. I only had two hours to play. <laughs> and I immediately just went ahead and just kept going and going and going and going and going. And then every once in a while, I'll, um, I'll just get a four, six-hour span. it would go from Soul Train to...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yo, I'm TV rap. I get that
2: whole frame time where it's just me and and uh, and just the music. So I get these marathons of six hours back to back to back to back, and I just kept doing it. And even when I um, got into drumming, yeah, I would rent out rooms for six hours and just play mm. to hip hop because hip hop taught me all the other music. I don't know drumming. how this guy does it either because. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just DJing and I'm done,
1: I'm done. I have to tell him, stop, yeah, he does. please he does. stop. <laughs> we, it's time to go home.
2: Posse done.
1: Yep. Yeah, posse done.
0: about that. There's something about executing like on an instrument sometimes where you just like, you just go on forever. Sometimes you just feel like you just go on and go on.
2: Yeah, my energy doesn't change when, when the, the passion keeps my energy. Right. The moment exactly. I lose the passion, yeah. Then I feel tired. But because he has the same passion I have with the music continuous, then there is no stopping, which is why I don't DJ anything
1: now where you don't specifically know that I'm going to play classic hip hop my f- shit period because 30 minutes of DJing music that I don't like is torture to. Yeah. It's mm. absolute torture. I mean, yeah. I couldn't be more bored or yeah. and I don't even care what the money money. is involved. I don't, I don't. It's just, if I'm playing music, I don't like it's just the worst. And I did that for many, many years. You have Mm -hmm. to, you know, as a DJ, you have to, especially when you're not known, you got to play with the people want to hear. Like I had somebody pull me and say, what the fuck are you playing one time? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this, you love this, but look at these chicks over there. They are not dancing. So, (sighs) but now it's to the point where I've, we created our own vibe, and if you book us, you get that vibe, and that's it. Do not ask us to play something else; mm. it's not gonna happen. Nah. And otherwise, I'd be tapping out. That's why. That's where the whole point of this was going. Yeah. I can last four hours if me and him are playing that like that King good Boy, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, teach your own, and you do yours. That's. I mean, that's that. But that's what makes you your curated sound. It's 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 music by minutes. It's not just like, it's not just like, you know, these hits, let me pull them out, right. dust them off and everybody will have a good time. it's like, let me work out the secret. It's almost like a secret note. Let me hit the secret code cord that you didn't even know existed. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's like, ah, this is like, because you did, no one knew this deep track from this album from 82 or like half the group nine, half the crowd might not have been around at that time it's right like, so mm-hmm. let me bust this out and like what you said let me teach you something or you play the sample first and then, yeah because that is education it's musical education uh uh live i mean it's just, yeah. you know uh, uh non-vocal and it's just i don't know it, it's just more dynamic i mean that's i don't, I don't want to overuse that word because that is what y'all's group is is that's yeah. what it is we're know?
1: doing we're doing something that you, you're really not gonna find with anybody else no. period uh-uh. you might find another dj drummer or you might find some people playing classic hip-hop but you're not gonna find a dj a drummer who break the stuff down as well as we do who then will get it going and then stop on you and then make yeah. you sit there and wait for it and then you know it's yeah. a it's a it's a roller coaster with us almost yeah,
0: yeah. well i mean it's a journey yeah yeah and it's and that shows your proficiency. It shows your not your understanding of what you're you're working on. You know, it's not just plug in and play or going to play the bits. It's it's. It's it's almost just like if you're gonna be like a hyper like jazz nerd and you're watching some guy improvise beat bop for mm-hmm. like ever and you're mm-hmm. just like your mind's blown by you know someone like Charlie Parker something just going yeah. nuts but it's like you're doing the same thing just did different world different styles different yeah. different, different co- complexities you know but
2: I, I just tell I tell everybody especially like being that I'm a drummer and I have to play other dr- genres like. I got stuck um, playing with some very, very high demand jazz uh, artists. Mm. And they were, you could tell were kind of ticked off that their standards, I didn't know them Mm, by the name. But as they started playing them, I was like, oh yeah, I know this. I only knew a specific section of this, but I knew it. And then we sat down you know, it was no love lost about it, but they were like, hey bro, why you don't know these songs? I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I want y'all to understand that my standards are not your standards. Yeah. My standards are Eric B and Rakim, Run DMC, Curtis Blow. You know, that's my standards. Mm. Those songs helped me find y'all. Your, that, that, that's the reason I'm here. I can play this stuff because I heard it through them. Mm. I have an appreciation for all music because of hip hop. Yeah. Before then I was stuck literally between disco and funk. Mm. that and gospel. Yeah. That was it. After, after hip hop, I listened to everything with yeah. great appreciation mm. because I have a different ear listening to it. So then it helps me, you know, learn other genres and help me be a more, more proficient drummer. Yeah, But then once they heard me say that, that my standards are not their standards. And then I started throwing my standards out, and they were like, I don't know that one. Yes, you do. That's Herbie Hancock. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do know that. <laughs> you see? So it becomes, it becomes a play. So now their their my junk is in their <laughs> corner and my and their junk is in my corner. Yeah. And then by the next time I saw them, now I do know your standards and they know my standards. And now they're playing the samples mm. to the song. So people like somebody like Robert Glasper, mm-hmm. the reason why he's so really, really good as a Piano player to hip hop and R and B music, mm. because he plays the songs like he's sampling. Mm. He's not playing to be fluent. He's playing it just like a sample. Yeah, just and for the bar, just, just for, for the, the pit, bars Yeah, and he can play this one complex part that's super complex over and over right. and over and over again mm. like mm. a sample. Because his main, what got him into hip hop was Jay Diller. Mm, yeah, and from that point on, he's been a hip hop nut. So that was that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And and there's just always something I don't want to use that word again, dynamic, but there's always just something so um, attention grabbing for live like hip hop beats. Like if you're talking about like, I mean, even like uh, like the roots or something, but watching something like. The the mixes y'all are, the stuff y'all are mixing to something like hyper dynamic. I'll put it yeah. that way for you. <laughs> it's just it's just so it's so lively and 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 just it, you can't help but get swept up in the energy because it's it's in your face. It's not just in your ears. It's 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 all encompassing. You can't right. get away from it, and you don't want to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but when the roots do like their cover sets, is some of my favorite parts of their shows. Like mm. Just to hear them play classic hip hop beats live. Yeah. yeah. So totally. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's such a cool thing. Cause mm-hmm.
0: like, I don't know, like, the, cause that was something that, I don't know, like I said, in the era that like I was growing up or like, I'm still growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I felt like none of that, it was also digital. It was also, it was colder. Totally. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and then you bring in the era of social media and, and YouTube and all this stuff and it gets colder again, you know? Yeah. Like, and and so when I when I okay that there's there's a point of exposure for me like when I found the roots and and started to watch them on YouTube and watching and watching like live sets and seeing Questlove do his thing and and starting to research it more too to understand uh, more of the background I right I started to get addicted and not just the (laughs) the drum videos because those will always be (laughs) (laughs) but realizing that that live because I'm trying to remember um, what song, there was some song done on the Grammys and they did it to a live beat. And, um, mm. you know what, I think I want to say it was forever. And it had, um, uh, you know, with, uh, Eminem and, and yeah. Kanye and it had, uh, Travis Barker play the beat on the drum set on the kit while he was like flying above them or like whatever. <laughs> some sounds crazy about thing.
2: Grammys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and so again, me, this is like very early hip hop exposure I, uh, for me. Like I. I thought that was crazy. Like one that, cause, cause I never, I never planned it out that way, like musically. I never, I always saw the beat as a, like a programmed thing, not right. as this live, like organic thing. Mm-hmm. And so to see it be played on that stage was, it was very interesting. But then once I got my exposure to the roots and then watching um, their styles and, and their, their performances, yeah, just realizing like that's that's fucking awesome. Like it's, it's like yeah. why why wouldn't you want that? It's like you either like I don't know. I started just thinking that way. It's like you either want some killer DJ that's got some you know crazy style or stage presence, whatever, mm. or a fucking a excellent drummer. <laughs> yeah, like a great band, like. <laughs> Yeah. I just never thought that way. And okay, this is another thing for me too, is like, you know, I'm learning in this class with other students, like trying to build their, their craft. Some of those people wanted to be MCs or they wanted to, to be producers and, and and I was just so used to, to how they were explaining the game to me, or it's like, oh, it's just a, it's just this little programmed beat. So everything to me was so digital and cold Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. So, so, so as I start to learn more about audio production and stuff, and then doing a deeper dive, just, yeah, I don't know, you can't help, but fall in love with the complexities and depth of all the possibilities of, of hip hop and intertwining any other genre into it because it's all-encompassing. It'll, yeah. it, it's hip hop
1: it, is all genres.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And it'll never be boring. I'll tell you that. No, never. <laughs> so, uh, just uh, one last question, um, just because I'm always curious as a music obsessed person. What what has your ear right now? What has your attention? <laughs>
1: mm. Um. Well, that Elzy album. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> this guy here is yeah. <laughs> the biggest cheerleader. Yes, I am. It's fire, though. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of men. Like I said, there's a lot of good hip hop, bro. Um, I actually think rappers are like on a level right now, maybe better than ever. The ones who are trying hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like who? Like a Elzai or a Royce or a Crooked or mm-hmm. uh, I mean, these dudes are really rapping at levels that I never really fathomed before. Like, like. The, the the fourth bar rhymes with the first, but the second and the third got eight rhymes in between them to set up the fourth. And like yeah. they're wilding now, like yeah. the style, they're yeah. really wilding. And mm-hmm. um, um, even young cats like uh, I like Corday. Corday is nice. Oh, that's one of my favorites.
2: Um, this there's, there's a lot of dope MCs. Yeah, it really is. It's it it, cl- it clutters the brain to try to pin it down. But just know that there's a lot of great MCs that's coming and the MCs that we grew up with are just getting sharper. The ones that st- stuck around and just like, I just heard some Chip Foo stuff. Chip Foo been amazing. He's, he's been amazing, but like his new stuff, yeah. it's just, it's like he's gotten better. He's mm-hmm. almost too good. It's, I don't it's, think it's, the world <laughs> can, the, no, I'm serious. Like the world just ain't ready for that no. level of skill. <clears throat> And like he said with Royce and M and Elzy and all, and it's it's Coogee Rap just put out and he's got a new project coming out. I just heard his verse and it's just it blows me. And he's on the song with Ransom. He's on the song with uh, real uh, real mad squabs, and he's blowing everybody off the wall. But he's, he's like sixty and too. He's so. Sixty. <laughs> so he's and out then, that
1: new joint with Alchemist. That's fine.
2: Yeah, and then um, KRS. Just put out a new album that is blowing most people's album out the water, too. And he's Mm. that whole line of him saying back when he was with um, Channel Live, ripping the microphone till a motherfucking 60 has come to fruition. (laughs) (laughs) Anything, anything
1: static selector produces I listen to. He's got some a lot of bangers with Joey. Him and Joey Badass got some stuff. I'm a huge Joey fan, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I got to see him at South by Southwest because a group of friends didn't want to go to this, like part of Austin. And I was like, I'm going to go down there because there's a record store I like. It's the only reason why I went there. I want mm. to get some wax. And I go down there and uh, it turns out Joey's got a small stage next to Josie records. They're not Josie records, blah, uh, Waterloo records down there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, man, there was like five people and this dude was killing it. He had just released, um, what was his first studio album called? The one with paper trails. And, um, Oh, um, it might just is that, be badass. bad ass? Something about bad. I think it's badass. It's, something yeah, like that. yeah, and uh, and yeah. I mean, he just blew me away because I just I had just heard Paper Trails. I think like two weeks before that. I was like, this guy's huh. crazy. And then, I, I heard, then like the week after that, I heard his story about how young he was and yeah. like how his mom wouldn't let him get into hip hop till he graduated high school and all that. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, and then I just happened up upon him and like, dude was killing it. Yeah, I mean, and he's still killing. It. I, I, He's one of those guys that every time he posts something, yeah, yeah you just um, it's it. like, oh shit, what is it? Like, what's the, yeah. well, what's that's, the next that's, thing? That's one of the things, like
2: I said, when we grew up with hip-hop, when somebody put something out, it was, it was so potent that when it came out, you didn't think, you just picked it up. Mm. The likelihood of something being whack, whack out of 13 tracks was probably your skip-overs, and it wasn't whack. It was just you were ready to get to the next track mm. because uh, you fell in love with the track behind it. But it never was really and then once again we did find whack stuff. You you outed it immediately. And this is before social media. So you didn't ha you couldn't be the judge on social media yeah. saying this is what. No, it spread around like wildfire. Yeah. That this was an, this is a whack song, this is a whack album. Mm. And it would con- and by the third month everybody it's knew consensus. <laughs> it was <yeah>. a consensus. <laughs> and either the artist got better with the next album or they did something else. Yeah. So but yeah, it's it's a, lo- it's a lot, especially in Dallas. And I I commend this guy for continuing because uh, he's he's a battery in my, he's been a battery in my back. Mouse Quick has been a battery in my back. And, um, but those three individuals have been extreme batteries in my back to let me know, no, hip hop won't die, Medrick. Keep going, keep going. Stop hmm. saying that you're going to stop. Just keep going. Look at who's doing it. Yeah. We're still, we're still the forefront of it. We still guide the ship. Yeah, still so, in it. So that's been my main. <laughs> it's, thing.
1: Well, it's funny. We've all. I, I always have this thing in my head. Like, am I too old? Like, am I? Should I? Like, really be? Like, should, do I need to grow up? But the thing <laughs> is, is that we just never. We are the first generation of hip hop right. heads that are old, so mm-hmm. it is odd to us. Like we thought it was a young man's game, but to be clear, like Method Man will still shit on you, and he's like fifty four. Like bring up, bring your favorite twenty year old, and watch him get wrecked. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I have to, I have to take that into account with myself sometimes. Literally, mm-hmm. like yeah. no, still do this, still do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're you're not you're not cast out of the tribe yet. You're not like. I used to think that way because hip
1: hop was such a young man's game, but Mm. that's because the people making hip hop are literally growing up the same age as the culture. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) there has been no older generation. We are that. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yeah, and that's, that's quite a
0: perspective to keep on yourself. You yes, know, like when you're,
1: totally, bro, when you're, like, totally. Well, and especially,
0: I mean, like when you're dealing like commercially with music and judging music and trying to curate your sound yep. and your sound for a certain group of people. And that's why you can bet that you you love that you get to
1: curate your own sound, mm-hmm. that yeah. you
0: play your music. Yep, <laughs> yeah. that's why I stress
1: the people, I, you, Med knows I'll get on the mic and I say, we play classic shit only. <laughs> Only, so don't come up here trying. You know? Nope,
2: just enjoy the vibe yeah. or bounce. Yeah, I mean that's up to you. The person that's leaving <laughs> gonna look like the idiot. Hey, because <laughs> it's never a mo- it's never a multitude of people that leave. It's one person that goes. Mm. This not me, but usually about two weeks later they'll come back and they'll revisit. <laughs> our, I've seen it happen. Our parties could be twenty five of our followers and
1: hundred and fifty randoms who just heard it and were like, "What?" And they, the next thing they know, they were there for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cheeto, Santino, the dude from um, Little Dicky Show.
2: Yeah, he oh, was yeah. there for four hours one day. Just nice. rocking to us by accident. Stumbled yeah. on us mm-hmm. and never left. Nice. Harley didn't want to take pictures. He's too busy focused on us. <laughs> he, took some, he took a couple of pictures. People ask every once in a while because, you know, people get scared yeah. and then they want to ask. But for the most part, he's just sitting there like, oh, my God. And then the next track, he's like, oh, my God. Then he started making like posts mm. and inviting people to. Hey, yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay so and that's happened with a couple of uh celebrities that come through they'll kind of happen to hear us or slide through and then they'll just end up staying nice so well y'all are experts thanks man (laughs) yeah he's the show it's a hammer and nail situation i can't do
0: it without him well it's like i just feel like if you look at a band, you're like, well, the drummer is the backbone of the, the of the song, right? And then you uh, look at it like a, a DJ, DJ you're is like, the, well, that's backbone the backbone, backbone. of the. Wow. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm like, I can't say like you, either of y'all could say like, well, you're the backbone. I'm like, no, are you are, man. We're some double spined up thing. <laughs> over here, man. People
1: love the music I play. I think the best the best skill I have as a DJ is being a selector. Like I. Uh, I think I pick great music, right? Yeah. But then you throw meds on top of it, and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. And can I waiter bring me a drink? I'm gonna sit yeah. down here for this the is next a couple. It's spectacle now. Yep. I get it. <laughs> yep.
2: The music is cool, but the drummer makes it like, oh, this is musty TV. And guess what? The moment he stopped playing and I'm drumming, oh, it's just a guy on drums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing my butt off to the song in my head at that point right, but Yeah, it's like this dude here why don't he just stop there's nothing else playing why don't he just stop so that's why it's, it's, it's we're so important mm. uh, he's important to me and I'm equally as important to him and we tell each other mm. you're the show and it comes off the exact same way June 17th trees Dallas Oh, the Jizza yes.
1: the oh, performing yes. live, opening act is us. And we're going to like, this is not just, we're going to fucking destroy this crowd. <laughs> yes. Because normally I do try to like keep the people somewhat happy. Like there's, you know, there's ladies there who may not be as hardcore hip hop mm. as us or even dudes. It's just yeah. the age is all over the place. So I kind of keep it familiar. Like if you come to one of our sets, the first hour is for me and him, yes, I'm trying to exactly. blow his <laughs> mind, but once it's packed, but once it's packed, you're gonna get some Biggie and some Pac and some all, you know, the yeah, more familiar stuff, that. classic, yeah. cause I'm trying to keep, you know, everybody in a good mood. I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to be too obscure, but you come to this Jizzah show,
2: oh my no, God. It's, it's over. You're, you're <laughs> going to get what what you, what if you came early to any of our sets, you're gonna get that at its highest. Mm. At his absolute highest, and we get so amped up. We're we're already amped up about this, um, and he's he's also got um he's got several projects coming out that he's not promoting right now, but I'm gonna make him promote. Um, <laughs> one of them is Ill Dallas.
1: Yeah, Rakim Al Jabbar and Minister DJ Ill Dallas comes yeah. out
2: next week, March March 21st. Yeah, it's, nice. it, we've we just um, shot like part of a video for it at one of our residencies, um, and. Everybody there were like, wait, 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 wait. Who is this guy? So heck, like he said, like there's 25 people that know, no, And yeah. then there's a hundred people that's like, oh, this guy's famous. He's, sim- He's from here? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things that once again, just letting people know. And we got, we got several shows that's going to surprise people. But this one, this one, that trees, oh my God, <laughs> it's going to be on a whole nother level. If the people are there for Jiza, then they, they are crowd. They're for us. Mm, yeah. It's just, right. all, it's just automatic. Yeah. So, and then that, that we already know once that show happens, we're going to get calls nationally. It's just going to happen. Mm. I, I, I already feel it. Put so. it out there. We are doing it, man.
0: Yeah, and man. It's been awesome. So uh, where can people find you?
1: Saturdays, we're at Rabbit Hole mm-hmm. uh, from two to six, which is on Ross in downtown Dallas. Uh, rabbit hole bar and grill you can find it on Instagram and then Sundays we're at Armory deep Ellum from 2 to 6 if you're coming to Armory on a Sunday you might want to start showing up early because yeah. it's standing room only hmm. it's getting a little ridiculous at Armory. Right yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> rabbit hole has a yeah. huge patio yeah big dog park it's very comfortable
2: yeah Armory is lit it's like it's a it's a concert it turns into a concert every Sunday yeah yeah nice and we're we're doing even more stuff like randomly, and you know, obviously private parties. But those private parties, they know exactly what they're getting. Yeah. So, so we don't have to conform to anything. We go and do what we do already. Yeah, you do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean,
0: that's what else do you what else do you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, especially when it comes to making the music and and interacting with the music, you yeah. know, it's it's you keep it on your your style. Yeah. yeah awesome uh
1: what what instagram
0: tags uh menace minister the DJ.
1: dj yep minister awesome. dj because there's a 100 dj menaces <laughs> <laughs> even though i'm the most famous i'll put that That's out there right. i've been on the radio for 18 years i produce songs for multi-platinum rappers That's none right. of these other dj menaces have done that oh, you know sammy needles you know dj yeah. sammy needles yeah he when he was a young kid he said his name was dj menace so i was like damn <laughs> so i was like i'm, I'm going with Minister the dj so you can find me so menace the dj
2: there you go um you can find me usually at uh medrick Greeley, but nowadays a lot of people don't even recognize my real name It's meds or it's get your meds um on instagram um i only put uh my production on tiktok i don't do a lot of tiktok stuff but only but instagram facebook and and my website uh, @meggreely.com and that usually is where i promote the most of us okay. uh, a lot is on my website and then brand new funk has a brand new too. funk has an account on instagram as well b
1: r a n o o f u n c k yeah b r a n o o f u n c k yeah. yes Sounds all like all you're your cursing somebody needs. out whenever you spell it out, but. oh yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or like some kind of like commercial, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for all your hip hop needs, yep, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, excellent. that's that's us, man. Cool. Well, uh, well, good luck. Um, we're all your future endeavors and uh, blow them away at
2: the show, man. Absolutely, show jizz up. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks for having us, man. Really okay. appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely.